It's a game weekend for the Arizona Coyotes as they have two games back-to-back this weekend with the Los Angeles Kings and the Dallas Stars. We're going to talk about what's coming up for this weekend, mainly talking about Los Angeles on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonia, Carl Pavlik right beside me. On this Friday, February 18th, we got uh, a hockey finally coming back tomorrow for the Arizona Coyotes. They've had over a week off. It feels like it's been a long time, Carl, until I actually get to see some actual hockey being played that's here in Arizona. Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's been a... It's been a while. The uh, everything about this year's schedule is just crazy, and so just having a week off and all of these back to backs, it's like uh, stop and go. Uh, it's stop and go hockey. The Coyotes' offense is stop and goal. Go. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of just you know feast or famine. I'm not the biggest fan of back to backs, but you know what. Um... This weekend, I think, might be an exception just because, again, um, the Kyrie's had a long break, right? And yeah. because it was that long of a break, I'm just like, just give us more hockey. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. And, and I will say, like, home and home back to backs are pretty. They those, seem... are man- they're, those are manageable, right? Yeah. yeah. They definitely seem a lot easier than the, uh, than the road back to backs when you're. Tr- having to deal with like travel and all that. Um, and, and I do think the Coyotes um, have a pretty good chance tonight against a, a former division rival in the Los Angeles Kings. You would say that these two teams, like in terms of the Coyotes biggest rival, probably even still is the Los Angeles Kings. I would say so. Um, more just because I think in general, Phoenix and LA have a rivalry the same way that Arizona and California have a rivalry. Uh, it's just a very deeply ingrained thing. And you know, the Coyotes and the Kings have met in the playoffs. They have history. Uh, they used to be very physical matches between Shane Doan and Dustin Brown. Um, so yeah, they definitely have a history. Shane Doan and Dustin Brown. Oh, those are two names right there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, although Brown's still playing. Uh, yeah, so. which is interesting given the kind of player that he is. Yeah, kind of player he is. Like, he was trailing off for a while. They stripped him of a C, uh, and yet he's still around. It's it's kind of impressive. I, I never want to say too many good things about Dustin Brown until he retires, in which case I'll probably say a lot of good things about him. But until then, like it's just like, oh, wow. It's impressive you're still going. I mean, we say that about 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 a lot of hockey players. Right? I think I, I think there are some players who have gone who are like part of like rivalry teams, right? Teams that like I grew up hating. Yeah. Um, I'll give a perfect example, and I wouldn't say hating, but disliked. Um, I'll give a perfect example: the Sedin twins, right? Mm. Yeah. Obviously, um, because I because I saw what the 
Vancouver Canucks did this to my hometown, my childhood team in San Jose Sharks a couple of times. I hated the Sedin twins. Like, oh, Sedin's this, Sedin's that. Please stop talking about the Sedin's. But once they retired, I'm just like, you know what? Salute this to the Sedin twins for having a career they did. I like they. I have a mass amount of respect for them. It's crazy. It, it, it goes that way. Yeah. Although I will say there is a difference between the play style of Dustin Brown and the Sedin. So. Oh yeah. No. No doubt. <laughs> There's about a it. lot more reasons to dislike Brown than the Sedin's. I thought you were going to reach for someone kind of hateable. I was like, the Sedin's really? Ah, oh. it's kind of disheartening. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the first thing that came to my head. There were probably more out there that I just really can't think of right now. Yeah. But, it's, uh. but yeah, I mean, what I mean, yeah, this rivalry goes back. Um, I mean, heck, a lot of us can just look back to the 2012 playoffs. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember being in the stands uh, for the Nashville Predator games and hearing people chanting beat LA as it was expiring. Um it was it was quite a sight to see the the Phoenix Los Angeles rivalry just kind of transcends. Um, like I said, unfortunately the Kings are up right now while the Coyotes are down, so it may not be the best. Uh, well, the Kings started their rebuild what uh, two years ago, even last year. Yeah. So like they're so like and they've found some pieces, um, yeah. some pretty good pieces too. Um, for their future already. So it's like, obviously, they'd be trending up. Um, I mean, the Coyotes definitely can look to the Kings as a good replica for their rebuild so far because they have been doing it pretty well. So Rob Blake what, <laughs> gets, a lot of res- gets, a, gets a lot of respect from you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, take any inspiration you can get. Because rebuilds are hard. Find the success and copy it. It's copycat league. I mean, it's worked. It, it's worked in a lot of places, not just the NHL, right? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, it's always just been a uh, sports are just pretty much uh, like, eh, let's see it's someone like, oh, do something. That the championship caliber, um, like, um, team they've built something up. Let's copy them. Yeah. Although, like. It's kind of surprising. The the Kings did not have to do the massive like jettisoning of players that the Coyotes had to. Granted, there is some esteem to playing in Los Angeles. I think they kind of just attract more free agents than the Coyotes are going to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think there's a lot that the Coyotes can look to replicate. Um, you know, from the Kings. Although one of the good things you can say about the Coyotes versus the Kings is they did not get themselves into cap hell for a while like the, like the Kings did. Because, oh yeah. Because look at this, Carl, Carl. I'm looking at some of their some of their prospects. Um, Anze Kopitar um, still got three more years at ten million. Drew Doughty has got um, signed until. The end of uh, 2027 at $11 million a year. I forgot Quick's that my contract is that long. <laughs> contract. Um, the, uh, Jonathan Quick has still got two more years at $5.8 million. Yeah. Like, um, but they they were able to move, still some, move some assets around that made it less 
bad. Yeah. But. I mean, they've definitely made a couple shrewd moves to get where they are. They're fourth in the Pacific. They're four, four and two in their last 10 games. They're, you know, a quality team. And it'll be interesting to see if their rebuild continues to go smoothly because they very well could run into an issue in the next year or two where, you know, a lot of rebuilds hit roadblocks. It's yeah. known to happen. Um, it's not a guarantee, obviously. If you are in a rebuild and you don't hit a roadblock, you are actually lucky. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, again, then that's why you have the retooling um, and extra things like that where you're taking a step back and be like, okay, that didn't work. Let's go step, take a step back a little bit and go forward. Um, we don't know at that point. It's the emergence period for Los Angeles. It's an interesting one, though. It definitely is. Um, and I, I mean, ideally, I would like to, as a Coyotes fan, like see three years from now that the Coyotes are beating the Kings consistently. Um, uh, especially since they're only going to have to be, face them twice a year. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, because, eh, like, if the Coyotes can sweep the Kings every season, that'd be fun. Uh, I don't see that as very likely, but it'd be fun if it could happen. Exactly. We still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to take a look at uh, both these teams, Arizona Coyotes and Los Angeles Kings, as we get ready for their game tomorrow, because that game is a home game for the Arizona Coyotes. They finally resume after over a week off. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Carl. So I just got back from a walk earlier today, and I was getting kind of hungry. And so what I decided to do was reach for a Built Bar. And instead of just a regular Built Bar, I decided to go with the Built Bar Puffs. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And even better, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all so good. You're going to find one that'll be your new favorite. Um, Built Bars are, you know, really healthy options for you if you're looking for something compared to a candy bar. It's only 130 grams or 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. What you want to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So back here on Lockdown Coyotes, once again, we want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So thanks for everyone who tune in um, to our uh, YouTube channel and watch our pod- our, uh, pod- our video version of the podcast. Absolutely wonderful. We love your support. Let's get to this uh, the game, though, tomorrow, Carl, once again, Arizona Coyotes versus Los Angeles Kings. And we were talking about how the Kings are, you know, a pretty decent team to take a little bit of a copycat of their of their rebuild, especially of the kind of players that they were to acquire. And I'm going to go ahead and um, give some examples of two players that they drafted who are on the roster right now for the Kings and are you know, obviously, it seems like they're making you know somewhat of a somewhat of an impact, and I'm talking about Arthur Kaliev and Quentin Byfield. Mm. 
Yes, definitely two players who are uh, going uh, and doing some good things for the Kings this year. Uh, it's um, Byfield. What he was dra- he was what drafted what twenty uh, twenty draft? Oh, yeah, he's nineteen. So, uh, yeah, twenty twenty draft. He was you know he was up there, right? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, what because the Kings had second or third overall pick, so you'd expect something good to happen. The fact that he's already there, um, making an impact—it's awesome. Um, and again, a year or two from now, we can see that same thing with uh, with Dylan Gunther, right? You can make a, you can be starting to make a pretty good impact. Plus, you can have um, potentially um, Shane Wright down that road if if the Coyotes are lucky enough to to. Uh, to get that first overall and draft him, of course. Really, yeah. any really any other top five picks in the in the first round of the of the upcoming draft? Because as we mentioned before, the deep draft. We'll get more into that later this season. Yeah. Um. But again, Bill Armstrong sees a template. Yeah. And that was an example. And, and I mean, like uh, the other player you mentioned, Arthur Kaev, Uh, just seeing like it's his first season. Already has nine goals, six assists. That's pretty impressive. Um, I would, I would love for the Coyotes rookies to really start hitting, um, in a way that, you know, Barrett Hayton has played this year, but he hasn't really gotten to be the offensive threat that he occasionally looked like in juniors. Uh, we still don't know what Victor Soderstrom is going to be. Um, the Coyotes definitely need a rookie to come in and show some good offensive, you know you know, potential. And we have that in Gunther. We could potentially have that in anyone that we draft in the first five, but yeah, that's just definitely a, a key piece to a rebuilding team. Just having that kind of offensive flair. Plus we've been watching, um, at least, you know, I would say watching exactly, not, you know, keeping a 100, like, not like a extremely close side, but paying attention to Josh Doan over in the NCAA, because he's just, freaking down the street <laughs> yeah yeah uh we're definitely seeing uh some highlights for doan i i do think just he's a couple of years away i don't Absolutely. think he's gonna be making it anytime soon but yeah it's definitely uh sorry uh, it's my cat uh it's definitely uh an interesting situation for the coyotes and and yeah the kings are a team that for all we can see right now are rebuilding the right way and yeah, and it's inter- it'll be interesting to see how um, you know how that continues and how this game goes because um, as you mentioned at the beginning, teams trending in different directions. Obviously, yeah. the Coyotes are literally just starting their from the ground up rebuild, like yeah. completely blown blown up and starting starting anew. Scorched earth. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see because these teams are also like on different parts of a back-to-back. The Kings are playing in the second game of theirs, um, and the Coyotes are playing in the first. Um, I don't know if we've brought this up yet, but the Kings are playing tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. So hopefully Vegas will wear them out. And that's a difficult matchup. We all and um, we all know that Vegas is always a tough team to play, especially now that, um, that Jack Eichel his pun is has officially joined the team. Like, is he gonna? Has he started skating yet for them? Or he had his first game already. Oh, he did. Yeah, I I remember seeing that that was coming up. I didn't know if it was if it had actually happened yet. 
but I'm pretty sure he had his first game already. Um, I mean, either way, that just yeah, oh, we get to play the just the other day. Yeah, okay. I was going to play the the Golden Knights next uh, a week from now, so that's going to be fun. Oh, I hope it's not another like seven one like the last time they played. <laughs> Oh, uh, it should also be noted that the Coyotes are also going to be playing the Kings five days from now. So these two teams are are playing each other for this fun back to back for both of them, and then they get to you know face each other again. It's going to be a uh, an interesting time. Oh, yeah, and as we mentioned, these team te- these teams don't like each other, so uh, it's going to make for some fun hockey. Yeah. Um, Maybe we're gonna see some. Um, what's a good? What's a good thing? Dustin Brown versus uh, Liam O'Brien. <laughs> uh, O'Brien is questionable for tonight, so it's mm-hmm. not sure if he's gonna tomorrow. be in or tonight. Tonight, or tom- yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if something were to happen on Saturday, then and then let's get yeah. Andrew Ladd in there. Yeah, that a physical player. <laughs> You know, then next Wednesday, you may get that response because it's such a short break between games that, you know, if something happens, I'm not saying anything's going to, but, you know, it's hockey. Things happen sometimes. Uh, you could definitely see some carryover. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm interested to see because the Kings are going to be on the second of their back to back. Who. What what the goalie situation looks like, right? Because yeah. they got Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. Um, obvious. I'm not sure what their what their style is. If they if they like how often they use their um um both of them, and it looks like they it would be a decent amount, especially if Cal Peterson's going to have a contract worth five million dollars next year. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's really tough to know with the Kings since they've only played two games in the month of February. So we don't have a lot of like recent kind of history to see like how they've been trending. Uh, I would expect you start quick against the Golden Knights. Um, That just seems to make sense to me. Uh, If I was an NHL coach, I would do that unless there was of course something day of that made you consider otherwise. But yeah. So Daily Faceoff has it unconfirmed, but Daily Faceoff um, predicts that Cal Peterson will be in in net tonight for the um uh, get their game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and let's see if they have it reported for the nineteenth, which they probably do because Daily Faceoff likes to get, likes to do that, and it still says Cal Peterson, which obviously would be. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I didn't see any kind of reports that. No, it's un- it says uncon. It, it says unconfirmed. Oh. So daily faceoff just as based off who's who tends to be the uh, the better goaltender because Jonathan Quick is thirty six um, and has not been playing his best hockey in the last few years. Yeah, but he has got Quick uh, has played twenty eight or. Started 28 games compared to Cal Pearson's 19, uh, 9 point or 9.12 save percentage, uh, 2.6 goals against. He's playing better than Peterson uh, and he's playing more. So 
I, I'm curious to see why Daily Faceoff is doing that. Um, I don't know. I, I I think you start quick against the Golden Knights. You start Peterson against the Coyotes. But they're also not going to have any games until the next time the Coyotes put they play the Coyotes. Uh, so yeah, maybe you start the better goaltender for both. Wait, so so LA is off until they play the Coyotes again. Yes. Um, uh, and they're, and they're both at at in uh, in Glendale. So here's the question for you: maybe, maybe maybe something that maybe you can think about. Do the Kings leave Arizona? I mean, it's it's to L.A. Like that's yeah, a, but like in a know. private jet. Uh, I Fair, think yeah, that, true. <laughs> that's like commuting to Scottsdale. Uh, back to their hotel and it's easier just to go right to the airport and fly back so yeah Fair. i guess i guess if it was like um if we were talking like montreal yeah then... or i mean i mean that situation wouldn't happen for montreal if we were talking about winnipeg there we go uh, yeah for, another for division example. team or, uh yeah or edmonton or yeah. edmonton yeah uh in that case yeah maybe but but no for the for the kings uh a, a flight from Phoenix to LA. Uh, I think people make that all the time. Do you remember what happened for the, uh, how it worked for the seven game series against St. Louis last year? Oh. I mean, obviously those were pretty close to each other, but they still had some, some break yeah. between them. Yeah. That, that was just craziness. Uh I I'm, I'm the, that was probably the highlight of the season. Uh definitely the highlight of the season, I would say. Wait, I just realized we're I think at the year anniversary of that series. I mean, yeah, that timeline fits. Uh we have to go back and check. Absolutely. Anyways, though, uh, we had to take a um uh quick break. We're actually going to uh talk about in a sec the the BetOnline picks of the game. Um, make our predictions of how this game is going to go. But before that, I want you guys to know that football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, polls, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net remains the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now let's get to our BetOnline picks of the game. We actually do not have the lines available because... The Kings have still yet to play their first of the back-to-back against the Golden Knights, and um, we don't get advanced lines until later, um, because obviously they go game by game for each team, which yeah. makes sense. You want to have um, the most updated odds, exactly. But it doesn't—it's not going to stop us from making picks, right? And you can base off what our predictions are going to be. And place your bets on that if you so choose. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do like to think that when we're talking about, um, you know, the bets and, and the lines, we're telling you what we think is going to happen. And yeah, we're going to tell you what we think is going to happen for this one. 
and you and I are pretty average, right? In our in in our picks, like we're not like majority right, but also we're not we're not we also are not epic fails, and we 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 know this team, so we know yeah. what they're capable of, and we know where the where the trends have been. I think this month hasn't been great for us in our picks, but okay. I mean, we know the team as much as we can know the team, uh, but the Coyotes, I think do not know themselves that well. <laughs> uh, either that or, like I said, they, they don't necessarily have the, the confidence in themselves. So they do sometimes fall apart. Absolutely. But let's let's get to these predictions, Carl. Um, and I'm curious to know how um, so, so what, what your thinking is going to be with this, again, because of the fact that the Kings will be playing their second of the back-to-back and the Coyotes is their first and first game in well over a week. So the thing that's kind of stood out to me when I was looking at the Kings' uh, schedule this uh, this month is they've only had two games, like I said before. Uh, they'll play their third tonight. They beat the Detroit Red Wings 5-3. They lost 5-2 to the Edmonton Oilers. Kind of seems to me that they're you know, a little bit more high offense, which – could be an indicator that you know sloppiness, the rust end of the rest, the rest rust spectrum. So I'm gonna think this is gonna be a little bit of a higher scoring game. I don't necessarily think it's going to be that high, but I'm thinking like a four three game, and I'm going LA in overtime. Four three LA in overtime. Yeah, what a pick! I like. I like craziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm with you on that. I think if you look at the trends, how the, how the Kings last played, it's hard to really gauge the trends again, because as you mentioned, they haven't played very much. The Coyotes, on the other hand, have played more games, but at the same time have had over a week off. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, how do we gauge that too? Because, the last time the Coyotes had like more than a week off, look at how crazy that game was. I think that was uh, after know. the COVID break. Well, let me check and see. Because they had the Sharks game, and I think they had a week off, and then they played close to a week off, and then they played Dallas. And then, but before that, with the COVID break, so those that period of time. Yeah. Um, oh. The, the Sharks game, because it was, uh, they played the Ducks. They lost uh, six to five. Uh, or no, they won six five in yeah. overtime on the 17th. Next game was against the San Jose Sharks on the 28th, an 8 7 shootout win for the Sharks. So yeah. the Coyotes are definitely on the rusty end of the rest, rust spectrum, too. Mm-hmm. So. This will definitely be a sloppy game. Will now this begs the question: Will it be as sloppy as the Coyotes Sharks game back in December? That I don't know because the Kings are a better team than the Sharks yeah. are, um, which leads me to believe that this game, to me, I think is going to end in regulation. Okay. Now I'm going to say um, it's going to be a close one, though. I think the last one's going to go on an empty netter. Okay. And it's going to be a 5-3 to three Kings win. So you would still say the over? Yeah, we'll be if assuming the Michael. over is 
Yeah. Well, I mean, even if it's assuming even if it's five or five and a half or six and a half, even six, whatever, like whatever that range is, it's usually around there. But yes, it's going to be over. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both kind of of the same mind that, you know, the the Coyotes are going to be rusty. There's a good chance the Kings are going to be rusty um, or tired or or something. So this seems like it has the potential to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I, I do want to note that the last time these two teams played, uh, it was very low. The Coyotes won 2-1 in overtime. Uh, Kyle Capabianco got the game winner, um, who we talked about yesterday. So it, it definitely seems like it'll be a departure from that. Yeah, it will be interesting because of all um, – of- I mean, that was a long time ago. <laughs> they played each other. So, uh, yeah, November twenty first, uh, the second game of a back to back. I don't know if you're uh, noticing uh, a theme this uh, this season, listeners, but but yeah, that to feels fast. like a lifetime ago. I think in general, because November was a brutal. It, October November was a brutal time to be a Coyotes fan. Yeah, it was the. Uh, what the fourth coyotes win of the month uh and their first time of the season having a win streak oh god (laughs) in november late november uh you yeah what a time um that's gonna be interesting though but so um based off that you can make betting picks and trends off of what we're saying essentially is um uh king's win um you both both of us are different though in what a what a spread would look like um assuming it'd be like king's my uh king's by one and a half um you you would say the coyotes cover because you have it go to overtime i say the king's cover because the king's got an empty netter um that's what it would be assuming the lines are as the trends have been Make your picks based off of that um, if you decide to do so. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, definitely make sure to watch the uh, Kings game against the Golden Knights tonight to make sure that there's not like a, you know, a horrific season-ending injury for a key player because, you know, it's hockey. There's a reason we don't have the odds yet. We're telling you about the game, but there's definitely going to be a one tonight that could greatly impact uh, what we're saying. Absolutely. But those are our picks for the game. Um, again, if you decide to bet, please bet. Please, please gamble responsibly. We, um, we like, we like, we like making advice, but you know, make is be, be responsible with what you know, what you feel comfortable with. Of course. Anyways, though, we are out of time of this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you get too ready, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. And a little teaser for you guys as a quick teaser. We have a special guest coming up early next week on our show. Um, you'll, want, you'll definitely want to tune in. I mentioned in uh, yesterday's episode that this person is a major uh, person in Arizona sports. I'll give you one more clue before you make take the guests through this afternoon, Carl. Um, and that is that this person loves to help grow the game. It's a good Good clue. Good uh, clue. Um, yeah. Go ahead and t- go ahead and um, and uh, tweet at us or comment on our YouTube. Who do you think 
this guest is um we'll make our announcement this afternoon it will be fun yeah definitely but once again um if you have yet to already check us out on social media we're at um facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on twitter at lo underscore coyotes and on instagram at locked on coyotes and I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik FFH. Ask the question, we might answer right back for one of future episodes of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're good to stay safe out there. Hope you're good to stay healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>